0: And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick.
1: JT, as we're back, hour number two on Raider Nation Radio. 920 AM, heading into the weekend, and on Saturday... We'll be out at the M Resort Casino and Spa for the pre and post game show along with Eric Allen. We'll have giveaways prizes. We're just doing our first one there and there's going to be a big event out there that I'm going to MC with Darren McFadden and Marcel Reese. Uh, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, details to come. I'll tweet out more information but it's our first one outside the stadium and we got exciting news on what we're going to be doing at the stadium for the pre game and post game shows so that's something I'm looking forward to. I started out My career with the Raiders in 1998, I moved to the Bay Area and moved there to host the Raiders pre- and post-game show. In 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, it was a pretty cool time to be hosting the pre- and post-game show for the Raiders. And now I'm doing it here, and I love it again. It's my passion. I love the energy of being in the building, uh, being on before Brent Musburger and right after Brent Musburger calls the game with Lincoln Kennedy. It's a high honor, so I appreciate that. All we're going to do here the last hour, we've got a couple of good guests coming up. Johnny Katz from the Review Journal on what's going on in Vegas. He talks to Mark Davis often. The mandate for the vaccine was the biggest story this week. One of the biggest stories I've ever covered in Raider history and modern history on the radio. I mean, what could be bigger than that? We're talking about a global pandemic and the Raiders quickly and swiftly moved to a vaccine mandate. So that took up a couple of shows, and I support what the organization does. For those who tell me, well, you support the organization because you work there, yeah, it's a good problem to have. If I didn't work there, I wouldn't be talking Raiders on the radio. I can't have it both ways. I support the decisions that the organization makes because I don't make the decisions. We we get this? So if I'm a pro-vaccine guy, Mark Davis is a pro-vaccine guy, John Gruden is a pro-vaccine guy and most of the players on the team, and most people are pro-vaccine. There are some that are not. And for the ones who really care about it and want to debate us on that issue, we just tie it into sports. So now we know that life at a Raider game is going to be, you have to download that Clear Health app, which is very easy to do. I did it in, I, I posted my picture, I added my vaccine card in under two minutes. It was that easy to do. I would do that now. I wouldn't wait for the night before the Monday night game. Uh, just get that done. And by doing that, you'll be able to go into the game with proof of vaccine. You won't have to wear a mask, and you'll be able to have a lot of fun at the game. If you're 12 years old or younger, you don't have to have a vaccine, but you'd be required to wear a mask. And if you start off right now with your first vaccine and your second vaccine shot doesn't come till after the first game, you'll have to wear a mask until you're fully vaccinated. Also, this is a topic that can change. I woke up today on the news and I saw that we are at 15.8%. That's our positivity rate here in Southern Nevada. 15.8 people percentage-wise are positive for COVID. That number is outlandish. And that's why there's a mask mandate and there's a vaccine mandate by the Raiders. If we get that down below 5% or 3%, which can be done, then the next thing you know, there could be different rules, We'll see and act accordingly when it happens. But every Raider fan's had an opinion on this week, and if you didn't get a chance to get through and give us your opinion on that, we've already heard from two callers today who said they got vaccinated because of this. You know, this is a really great city that I love living in, but a lot of it's weird. It's very weird to live here at times, but I like the weirdness of it, and I love how great it is. And what's weird is we have a lot of people that gamble their life away and get destroyed here because they get addicted to gambling and they can't control it and they get wiped out. And that is proof because of now people are waiting to get vaccinated to be in a lottery to gamble and potentially win money. If that doesn't just screw with your head, I don't know what does. I mean, I don't know if you're going to put something like putting a shot into your body and you want to treat it like a lottery to get it. I don't know what to tell you. I find that very bizarre. But Governor Sisolak came up with that in order to encourage people to get vaccinated, and it worked. And the same thing with the Raiders, is that Mark Davis and the franchise is leading the way to try to get more people who are on the fence to say, you know, I want to go to a Raider game. I own tickets. I spent a lot of money. I think I'll get vaccinated. That's what this is about, and that's going to hopefully keep people safe, which is really important. Your opinion on the biggest topic on Raiders Radio all week. If you have anything new that you want to add, What I'd like to do is I'd like to hear from some people that are still firm on not getting vaccinated because I know they're listening and you're out there. And if you're not going to get vaccinated after the encouragement and the only way to get into a Raider game is being vaccinated, you must feel pretty strongly about not getting the vaccine. And I'd be interested because we could tie that into sports. The Raiders practiced two days in a row in Thousand Oaks with the Rams and seems like they won the battle. Seems like they were the better team, but a fight broke out in the last game. My report is that Richie Incognito will be fine. Nicholas Morrow might take a little longer to come back and be 100% for the Raiders. Am I concerned about it? A little bit. You know, like the Cowboys are a little bit concerned about Dak and they tell you everything's okay. Nicholas Morrow is important, he's developed into a starter at the linebacker position. And they're definitely going to need him against Lamar Jackson. If he's not going to be right for a week or longer, that goes right up against the Ravens game on Monday Night Football. So when there is a definitive release by the Raiders and they're talking about it, you'll hear it here. You'll hear it here on Raider Nation Radio. Johnny Katz coming up in about seven, eight minutes. James Schmitty-Smith on the Pacquiao fight. We love promoting Pacquiao. We'll do a little boxing hit, and then we'll talk to Jeff Benson over at Circus Sports on their big contest, the Circa Millions. Bill and Henderson. What's going on, Bill? Thanks for calling.
2: Hey, JT. How you doing? JT, I just wanted to tell you, you looked great the other night wearing that suit. I almost didn't recognize you on the screen there. Um, I'm sure that was because of the ribbon-cutting ceremony the other night. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hey, um, JT, uh, changing gears here a little bit, what's your take on this uh, IRS issue that the Raiders have? I I hate to bring it up, but... uh, No, you can bring it up. I'm
1: not. uh, That's that's something I'm not going to comment on because I'm not in that department, in the building, and I'm not aware of anything on that. There hasn't been full reporting on that. There's just speculation on the Raiders and the situation with several executives uh, leaving the organization. A few of them being one of them being a very good friend of mine. So I'm going to wait and see what the Raiders have to say with this when they formally talk about it and what might have happened. But that's the business side. The finance side, the accounting side of the business, that has nothing to do with me.
2: Okay, JT. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I'm not going to speculate on any type of internal investigation and what's going on. I will, not, I will not comment on that all until it's public knowledge and there are reports that we can talk about. But at this point in time, it's pure speculation. 702-365-9200 as we continue on here. Uh, a little bit of sound from some NFL storylines that are happening here that I wanted to get to here quickly. The Raiders are going to be playing Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up here, and they've been waiting a while to play in front of fans. Uh, Tomlin's home opener will be against the Las Vegas Raiders In
0: Pittsburgh, here's what he says. We're excited about playing a home game in in Hines Field in front of our fans. It's been a long time since we've been able to do that and feel the energy and emotions that they provide and to to work to entertain them in this venue. And so we're really excited about playing at home and playing in front of our fans on Saturday evening. It's just another good step in our development individually and collectively. So that's a preseason game coming up
1: in their home openers against the Raiders. And I think you know how the Steelers treat a home opener, right? That, there's going to be some Raider fans there, but it's going to be the or the Steelers fans going crazy. That is a hostile environment. One more from Mike Tomlin on the stadium experience. As a coach, he's a motivational guy who feeds off the fans. Now he's going to get that back.
0: The emphasis for, for this outing as it pertains to the quarterback position is, is getting Ben his first in-stadium exposure of the preseason.
1: And one more comment. This is Aaron Rodgers, who was on the Dan Lebitard Show and on with Adam Schein, my teammate on SiriusXM. He was pretty close to retiring. He's been doing a little victory lap after he got his new contract renegotiated. Here's what he said.
0: I felt going into the weekend before camp that I was 50-50. I don't care if people don't believe that. I mean, that's that's true. There were some things that got me to 50-50 for sure, and you know i spent a couple of days in silence and and meditation and and contemplation and and really felt like that i should come back there's a lot of opportunities for growth and and exciting things in green bay and and uh that's that felt like the right thing to do
1: he did a spiritual cleanse and a physical cleanse in hawaii he meditated right before his decision this is a guy who's getting engaged to a hollywood actress who, again, is going through some chapter in his life. And it seems to be about treating his body better and meditating. Coming off an MVP award, pretty dramatic. It sounds like it's a good thing for him. Sounds like he's in great shape. And mentally, he's in the right place. But very interesting. Very interesting what he's talking about now. And Aaron Rodgers will be available in a trade at the end of the year. Uh, One more quick thing I want to hit on. Todd Dewey, who covers sports gambling in the Review-Journal, The headline today is Raiders have second toughest schedule. How in God's name does the Raiders have the second toughest schedule? The toughest schedule in football, and this is based on opponents' 2020 season win total at Circa. And we'll be talking to their sports director, Jeff Benson, coming up here in a little bit. The Steelers have the toughest schedule in football with their opponents' combined wins at 156. Next is the Raiders at 155 and a half. Listen to who has the easiest schedule in all of football, the easiest schedules. The easiest is the 49ers. Second, this is strength of schedule, the Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs. Then it's the Jaguars, Browns, and the Bills. So the Bills went to the AFC Championship game, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, the Niners went to the Super Bowl recently. And look at how easy their schedules are. The Raiders, according to Todd Dewey, have the 8th toughest schedule based on opponents' 2020 winning percentage, which is 526, and have a win total of 7.5 games. Because the Raiders are only favored in 6 games this year by an average of 2.3 points, and you get 3 for playing at home. They open up the season against the Ravens with 11 wins. They also play the Cleveland Browns with 10.5, along with two AFC West showdowns with Kansas City, 12.5 wins, the Chargers 9.5, and the Broncos 8.5 when it comes to win totals for this year. And as Todd Dewey said, the division is tough. Denver and the Chargers are rated really high, even though they disappointed last year. Hey, Raider Nation, all you need to know, you want to talk about a Raiders bias The Raiders had a better record last year than the Broncos. They were better than the Chargers when it came to win-loss in the division. And they have the Chargers at 9.5 and Denver at 8.5 and the Raiders at 7.5. Can you believe the Denver Broncos are favored a full game in win total over the Raiders? The Denver Broncos, after what the Raiders did to them last year. This is what drives Raider Nation absolutely bonkers. 702-365. 9200 we're brought to you by Modelo, and man does modello got some great things lined up that we want to tell you about you have the opportunity to come to their beautiful bar at the uh, pregame show which is going to be incredible we'll tell you all about it it's the Modelo cantina and the custom Modelo drink menu when you're there for away games for the pre and post game right inside the raiders tavern and grill
3: Man, I mean, this is sky's the limit, honestly. Um, you see a lot of guys creating a lot of plays. Uh, you see Kenyon doing a, catching a lot of balls out the backfield, um, making some good runs and things like that. I think we, if we stay healthy, it's going to be a, a special year for both of us.
1: JT back with you as we continue Raider Nation Radio. How is everybody doing today? Everybody should be great because we got John Katsalamidis, Johnny Katz, from the Review Journal, love his column. I get the newspaper to my house. I listen to the podcasts, and I have him online. Uh, cats, let's begin. After Mark uh, Davis made the vaccine mandate, what did you hear after that? I know you talk to the owner of the Raiders often, and how have a lot of your readers and listeners been reacting to this?
0: Um immediately i was around a lot of entertainers uh quite a few entertainers when this all happened actually in las vegas i happened to be at a at a wedding out of town in la jolla where there were quite a few you know singers and musicians and those kinds of people who, who perform live in las vegas and the collective feeling was kind of wow he went there you know they went mm-hmm. there the raiders really threw it down you know that was the, that was the first feeling i got it was like okay uh it's getting real now you know that was really kind of the feeling um when when uh uh, uh when an entity as powerful as the Raiders makes a stand like this, regardless of how you feel about it, it gets your attention. And, uh, you know, uh, that, that was it. It's like, uh, you know, <laughs> either, uh, you know, get in, get into the policy, obey a, a policy or, or go somewhere else. You know, that's that's the feeling I'm getting.
1: Yeah, we're trying to figure it out with music because the Raiders Raiders are the team inside Allegiant Stadium, but Allegiant Stadium is run, I believe, a little bit differently for concerts. Guns N' Roses is coming up. People are concerned they Mm -hmm. have tickets, so they have to wear a mask. They're nervous that they have to be vaccinated, which isn't the case for that show. Do you think there's confusion around town when it comes to entertainment with the masks or a vaccine mandate potentially coming?
0: There is there yeah, uh, JT. There is some inherent confusion as far as Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders are the only, uh, yes. the only uh, you know perform game, perform event. Raiders game is the only event where you're going to have that um, vaccine uh, proof protocol right now. It won't be in place for Guns and Roses and for any anything else at this moment. You know the the that they stand alone in in, uh, in Allegiant Stadium. I'm um, working on right now. You have to be masked to be inside a, uh, a theater yeah. in Las Vegas, uh, regardless of vaccine. If you have, I was at uh, I was at the uh, MJ One show last night at Mandalay Bay, in the theater there. Masked for not only the audience but the, all the performers, according to Cirque policy. Um, oh. So everybody was masked. Uh, and another thing that we've been looking at that I'm looking at right now is AEG. Presents uh, last week announced that the theaters and the venues and the events that it owns and operates will be going back, you know, proof of vaccine uh, uh, beginning in August 1st. I can tell you that that is not going to be in place necessarily at this moment for Resorts World's theater. Mm -hmm. I'm just learning this. They still are holding off on announcing that because Resorts World owns the theater. AEG operates it. So they're going to be working right. with AEG. They're not ready to announce that yet. So right now, with Celine Dion show on November 5th is still to be decided. That's an important note. That, all those headliners coming in are still to be decided. Now, Virgin Hotel Theater, where we hang at Virgin Hotel a lot, mm-hmm. that theater, the old joint, is going to be under the directive. That's according to um, Richard Bos- Bosworth, who uh, runs the investment group that manages the hotel. He has told me that even today. So they're, right at this moment, they're going to be under that directive. So yes, there is confusion. You're, you're going to—I would do yeah. research before you go into these places. But right now, Allegiant Stadium is only Raiders, and those um, the, the theater at Resorts World for all their headliners is uh, to be announced, but not firm on that policy yet. Johnny Katz is our
1: guest. So tell me about Cirque du Soleil, the MJ One show, uh, Michael Jackson, and how great it was. I saw the show way back in the day it feels like 10 years ago because of the pandemic <laughs> it wasn't that long ago how was the excitement how did it sound
0: how excited were the performers to be back entertaining mj1 yeah it opened in 2013 remarkably enough eight years ago at that hotel um at mj1 first of all is probably the most advanced uh choreographed show we have on mm-hmm. the strip it, it, it just because of the way it's uh it's it's set. They have a spring-activated stage. They have a, a, at least a couple dozen dancers on stage at the same time. They do a trampoline act. They do that famous lean-in scene from Smooth Criminal. The whole company does that. Um, so it's very aggressive. It's got uh, aerial artists in the thriller moment that bound above you near the end of the show, dressed in full <laughs> full zombie costumes and masks. You know. Um, So it sounded great. It's got a great sound system. You know all the music, you know, we know every song is a classic in it, right? And it comes at you very, you know, very high velocity. I give the the, uh, artists a lot of credit, not only for just being able to perform the show anyway, but in masks, if you've ever tried to do anything, any cardiovascular work while wearing Mm -hmm. a face cover. You, it's crushing. You, to, to a normal person, it's very, very difficult. It's hard to sit through a show anyway wearing a face cover. These guys ran through the whole show 80 minutes like running a full sprint wearing those things, and it was incredible. So good for Cert to bring that, that show back as safely as possible. We're going to see it uh, in this version for the foreseeable future. And uh, we have uh, another show, Love, from Cert coming uh, open Thursday it. of next week. Yeah, and that's the Beatles show at the Mirage. So every time I've pa, recommended, uh,
1: yeah, Johnny Katz is our guest. Every time, i get got a lot of friends who come in and visit or people who are coming out and ask me what show, and my wife and I have talked about love for so long. Every time we go in there, and we're more concerts like you. We go to a lot of concerts, and we, we go to limited shows, but every time I go back to Beatles Love, the experience is incredible. It's an iconic show. Everyone leaves happy. It's an anchor show in this town,
0: and I'm so happy to hear it's back. Yeah, and you can imagine. You know how it is sitting through that show. It's a very emotional show. It it's is. The, it's the search show that really does resonate with you viscerally because of the way the music is presented and, and what the Beatles stood for. And you can imagine being off for 17 months what that opening night is going to be like when they come back. It was pretty emotional during one, during MJ one. So, you know, that all you need is love scene at the end. I can just imagine what that's going to feel like in that theater. And uh, another thing to look for, by the way, is uh, I talked to Giles Martin a couple of weeks ago for uh, about a half hour in the theater at, at Mirage Theater. He was in uh, reviewing the mm-hmm. show and was working on some of the sound, making sure the sound was uh, back in, in, uh, in good condition. He did, a, you know, he's George Martin's son, Beatles producer, and he remastered mm-hmm. all of the Beatles' music for Love. I talked to him, and he did the music for the um, Get Back documentary that Peter Jackson did, the old Let It Be sure. footage. Giles did the music for that. And he said that's going to be incredible. That's coming out in October. So there's a lot of really cool new material from Giles in this interview coming up. I think I'm going to post it Sunday. Who um, is who is to, who is to uh, audio tape or to, who is to digital remastering what his father was to audio tape originally? He's that brilliant with it. That's uh, right. So know. great to sit with him. So great to sit with him and talk to him, about, to him about what it all means. What the Beatles legacy means in Las Vegas and love and and this get back project and. So it's a, the Beatles are part of uh, Vegas, you know, now. It should be. <laughs> the yeah, the original anniversary to you know, the show
1: this year. Mm-hmm. When McCartney and Ringo came out and George Harrison's wife and, you know, for the launch of that, that was a big night in this town. And let's wrap it up. Tell me about the after party opening up at the Sands showroom. I was in the Sands recently and I saw that room. I knew you were at some rehearsals and, you know, the artists behind that. What's that look like?
0: The after party is four shows at uh, Co-Star. Okay, Wanya Morris from Boys to Men, Joy Fatone of Insync, and Nick Carter and AJ McLean of the Backstreet Boys. Those four at uh, the center. And uh, I saw a lot of the rehearsal yesterday. And nobody has more fun than these guys do doing a show together. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. They were up and out and all over the place. It's going to be the hits of all their, you know, sample hits from all those acts and some guest stars. You know, some notables that are going to be coming in and, and uh, joining the fun. Uh, it, it opened last night and runs through the weekend. And um, it's going to be the final. It's the only time ever that these guys have ever performed together. And it's the first time ever that these three acts have been represented in a single show, ticketed show. And we might not see this again because Backstreet Boys come back in November for their Christmas show, and they're going to be reassembled uh, over at Zappos Theater begin, no, beginning November 11th. But it's a lot of fun. You know all the music. They dance it up. They come. They do come out and, and run in the aisles and get into the crowd. And uh, it's a good time. Hang at the at a place that the stands where the Sands used to. You know the original Sands Absolutely. Hotel was right on that spot. So they're they're tapping into that history and. Uh, and, uh, you know, doing a kind of a, a quick run to have fun. And, uh, you know, and it's, a, it's a pretty impressive layout. The whole presentation is, is pretty advanced. I was really impressed by the whole thing.
1: Thank you, Johnny Katz. I'll be at Virgin tonight. We're hosting the Raiders pre- and post-game show for all road games at the M Resort, a Spawn casino. So we'll be there for every game. The Raiders are on the road. We broadcast from the M. Get that out there for us, and we'll have you on in a couple of weeks. Thank you, my friend.
0: Love it, JT. Thanks a lot.
1: Johnny Katz covers entertainment in Vegas for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He just told you about a couple of shows that are back. Uh, Love the Michael Jackson show and this other great show with these artists. Uh, The After Party sounds like a good one. Uh, Go out and support Vegas and support these artists and shows as they're back. James Smitty Smith, one of the best boxing analysts I know. Uh, The great show, the TV boxing show in this corner, the podcast. The Nevada Boxing Hall of Famer joins us ahead of the Pacquiao fight coming up here this weekend. Schmitty, it's been a while. Good to talk to you and good to have boxing back in Vegas. How are you? Yeah, great to uh, be on with you, JT,
2: and uh, just amazing to me. I'm sitting here going through some stuff and preparing some stuff for for a breakdown uh, of the fight that I'm going to do tomorrow And, uh, and just looking through all my history with Manny Pacquiao, and I just can't believe that you know 26 years later here he is entering the the ring again uh, it's just an just an amazing story uh, one that i would have liked to have seen ended when he uh got the victory over keith thurman i called that one right um and i would have loved him to retire you know right after that but uh, he'll be going out at it, at it again tomorrow He's got a better shot at winning tomorrow than he would have against Errol Spence, um, but it won't be an easy task against uh, Ugas, who's a very formidable opponent and uh, champion in his own right.
1: Schmidt joins us at Schmidt Boxing. He has incredible vintage video of him in the ring with Manny Pacquiao and some interviews that I just went back and looked at that are incredible. Uh, first of his win titles in four decades. These clips are amazing. And Schmitty, before you came on earlier in the show, I said that Vegas should have a debt of gratitude for Manny Pacquiao for the millions, hundreds of millions of dollars he brought in with gambling whales, filling up hotel rooms, putting on the biggest fights in the world, entertaining the masses. His fights were always more entertaining than Floyd fights, in my opinion, and many more. And I just love what Manny's done for Vegas. And everybody should go out and see him fight. This is going to be one of the last few times
2: you could ever see Manny fight in Vegas. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. Manny, for me, his career, you know, I'm lucky enough to host the International Boxing Hall of Fame each year. And when we get back at it uh, next year, Floyd will be inducted. Uh, Certainly, Manny will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But even even in terms of for Vegas, and Floyd lives here, but even in terms of, of, of career and for the sport of boxing, Manny has been a much better and broader ambassador uh, for the sport. Floyd would fight once or twice a year, you know, and he went through that stint where he was out in prison and things like that. But Manny consistently was fighting here and packing them in at the typically the MGM Grand or or Mandalay Bay. And Mm -hmm. uh, he carried the sport, in fact. And, you know, I got to tell you this, if if they were to be anywhere on any street in america or perhaps the world and you have two chairs Manny's going to be in one with a line waiting to sign autographs and floyd's in the other (laughs) the pacquiao line would go uh you know for for miles where floyd's might go for a few blocks and and it is what it is but yeah you're right we all owe him a, a debt of gratitude and he is one guy that he is the quintessential you know, fighter. I mean, he is a guy that comes from the other side of the tracks. He's fought for nearly close to 70% of his life has been as a professional prize fighter. Um, so he really, really represents boxing. And w- the way we're all clouded with the Jake Pauls and all the other crap going on in boxing right now, uh, he will sorely I want him to get out of there, JT, because I worry about him. But he will sorely be missed. And boy, oh boy, he will always, always be remembered.
1: Schmidty's our guest, one of the best boxing analysts I know. He's ringside at every fight. So tell me about what you're hearing about Wilder Fury as it was postponed. It was kind of unique how that was postponed and how it came about. I don't COVID shame. I don't question camps that have COVID. But quickly, they want to get these boxers in the ring again. It's a big fight for Wilder. He's not a great boxer. He's got a great punch. I hope he worked on his boxing skills. And I've never seen a boxer or a heavyweight more confident in beating an opponent the
2: way Fury is confident beating Wilder. How do you see this fight coming up? That, and that could be his undoing. Because okay. in the heavyweight division, more than any other division, and facing opponent with the prodigious power Uh, of of Wilder the one thing he and always has possessed is that vaunted right hand if he can just add a few things to it now I don't like all the little clips that I'm seeing on on social media of him doing trying to to do all these clever things you know uh, I, I would just like to see him work on his symmetry a little bit and work on the one two and then practice things like if he hurts a guy not Punching himself out or being so Mm -hmm. wild, I I think. I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. Everybody and everything looks like Fury's the guy that has Wilder's number, but stranger things have happened in the theater of the unexpected. And uh, I expect something unexpected uh, to happen. I'm not making any predictions yet. We got time to think about it, but I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Um, And I and I think it will be. uh, There there will be fireworks. (laughs) for as long as
1: it lasts finally schmitty well we love boxing you and i we've been to so many fights together and las vegas is the entertainment capital of the world couple of fights went to jerry jones i don't mind an international fight in london why would i with anthony Joshua? dubai once more when it comes to ufc with dana white and boxing but now we have a legion stadium and i saw a soccer game you know soccer games are coming It's unbelievable for the Raiders. Wait till you get in there and hear the noise. And look, it's tough to get 65,000 fans into a fight unless it's the right fight. And they don't come around every so often every year. But are you positive and and confident that Allegiant Stadium now will be in the rotation to host the biggest fights in the world in years to come?
2: Yeah, I I think it's going to become such a staple here in Vegas and so popular that the powers that be here will make that come to fruition. My overall concern is is just, you know, with the sport, with the sport itself and building and bringing along new fighters. We had a, a pretty good, a fairly good Olympic Games compared to what we've had in the past. I'm just more concerned about, you know, getting and improving our fight game all the way around, less champions and the people we have fighting each other something that Manny Pacquiao has represented for 26 years. You put anybody in front of him, I'm certain if they needed to fill in for Wilder, he'd even go in there against Fury, despite his diminutive stature, because he represents what the fight game is supposed to be about. And when it's at its best, because of a guy like Manny Pacquiao, uh, there's nothing else like it. Uh, being ringside i know you're going to have some great times with the raiders and already have but boy there's nothing like that energy of a great title fight there's only a few things in life that compare to it and because this is a family show i won't get into
3: those
1: well i'd be there if i didn't have a raider game saturday night it's at the exact same time as this event and i i rarely as you know ever miss a pacquiao fight it's one of the He brings so much joy whenever I go to a Pacquiao fight, and he's smiling, and he comes into the ring, and then he puts on a great show, and then we go to the press conference, and he's so gracious after a win to the opponent. He's really had a big effect on my life of covering his career, and I'm sure he's going to deliver, and I hope he wins, because if he does, he'll get Errol Spence again, coming off two big wins Against really two good opponents and have that opportunity.
2: Yeah, and that's the only place I'll disagree with you because I don't want him to fight again. Okay. I have seen too much what what one or two extra fights can do. Sure. And yeah, you know, I I just listen. Manny has more than he's he's Tom Brady. He cemented his legacy. I want him to get out and remain healthy and hang out with Smitty and Canastota, or maybe uh, mm. you know maybe we'll get him to have a drink with us somewhere <laughs> at yep. some point again, but. I, I just I worry about his health. I really do, because I want to be able to talk to him about this. Like I did 17 years ago, I want to do it in another 17 to 20 years.
1: Thanks, Smitty. Have a good fight. I know the analysis will be great. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, JT. James Smitty Smith. Good to talk to him again. We do a lot of boxing on my show. Again, it's on Raider Nation Radio, where I talk boxing, NBA, baseball. And the majority is going to be Raiders. But when a Manny Pacquiao fights in town, you better believe I stop everything to praise Pac-Man and for what he's done. Uh, When we come back, Jeff Benson will join us from Circa Sports, looking forward to talking to him about their great contest, the Circa Millions and your opportunity to place bets and how they do it at the highest level. Jeff Benson next.
0: Takes it back from the gun. Backs up. Has to drop it down. Does the receiver get out of bounds? He gets out of bounds. But time has run out. And the Raiders have won their first game in front of fans at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders. A winner in front of their very loyal fans. They beat the Seahawks 20-20 two seven
1: the godfather brent Musburger on raiders radio we host the pre and post game tomorrow we'll tell you all about that i am thrilled to talk to jeff benson kind enough to join us the sportsbook operations manager at circus sports uh, jeff a pleasure to talk to you as the contester back the biggest contest in all of sports gaming when it comes to the nfl and football thanks for coming on and tell us about the contest
4: Thanks for having me on. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, we're, we're here in kind of the thick of it, you know, as we're in week two of uh, NFL preseason and as we kind of work our way towards uh, the start of the regular season, uh, getting fans back into Allegiant Stadium. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, great for this city and, uh, you know, certainly looking forward to a great football season. So, uh, you know, we have two fantastic uh, football contests that we offer our players. Uh, Derek Stevens, who's our CEO and owner, uh, he's gratefully uh, guaranteed $10 million uh, between the two contests. Uh, So for anybody who's coming out to Las Vegas uh, and is a big football fan and is certainly interested in signing up and playing, uh, they can come down to any of our uh, properties here in downtown Las Vegas at the D, the Golden Gate, uh, or the brand-new resort and casino at Circa Las Vegas. Uh, sign up for the Circa Million 3, uh, which is a pick'em uh, contest. Uh, it's $1,000 to enter. You're picking five NFL sides against the spread each week, uh, and we're guaranteeing $4 million in total prizes there. Uh, and then when you work your way over to the Survivor Contest, also $1,000 to enter, and you're essentially picking a different NFL winner straight up each week. Uh, if your team loses or ties, Uh, that week your entry would be eliminated. Uh, It's the last uh, entry standing wins, and we're guaranteeing $6 million in the Circa Survivor. So, uh, like I said, $1,000 to enter both contests. You can have three entries in the Circa Million, six entries in Circa Survivor, um, no rake, uh, Mm -hmm. meaning that 100% of the prize pool goes back to the player. And Like I mentioned before, $10 million in total guarantees. uh, For all the contest details, Prize structures, rules, uh, visit the com website.
1: It's incredible because when I look at what's happening over at Circa when I go there, from visiting Chef Barry at his steakhouse to going up top to the lounge or being out at the pool and to see Derek's vision, it's incredible. But to have the Circa Sports million three back is incredible because, as you said, with no rake and one million in the top prize guaranteed – Are you noticing now the sharpest of the sharp players are playing? We know that because this is their chance to prove they're the best at picking NFL games. But so much of the public wants to be involved. I had friends who won other contests by teaming up with a group or individuals going in and buying three opportunities to come in. It just seems like something, Jeff, that's going to get bigger and bigger every year because of the way you deal with your customers and clients.
4: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think when you look at our low-hold, high-volume model when it relates, to, uh, you know, sports betting, you know, I think we've really carried that over into the contest field as well. And, you know, I, I think everything that we do, uh, you know, we try to have a player-focused, centric approach, uh, you know, and, and w- what we do in terms of running the contest with the amount of money that we're guaranteeing, um, you know, we're, we're not making anything for mm-hmm. doing this uh, it, it's just, we want to get people in the door. Uh, we want them to see our property. We want them to be exposed to circus sports and everything that we're doing. And, you know, from a plus EV or expected value, uh, standpoint, uh, you know, there's, in my opinion, there's no better contest in the industry, uh, that really give back to the player. Like I said, a hundred percent of the prize pool goes back to the player. Uh, you know, if you want to come out, sign up, you know, we'll, we'll get you rooms, uh, you know, uh, we're having a cocktail party down at the D tonight. Uh, there will be an event at Stadium Swim tomorrow. It's just a great time. Um, and for any football fans, uh, like I said, who want to come in, you know, root on their picks um, and have a sweat for the entirety of the football season, you certainly can't go wrong with the Circus Sports Million Three uh, or the Circus Survivor Contest that we're running.
1: Jeff Benson joins us. Jeff, I want to ask you about the Raiders' season win total. A lot of Raider fans here will throw a 20, 100, 200, 500, 1,000 on the Raiders because they're loyal to the Raiders. I'm surprised at the number. Are sharp money coming in on the over, or are people holding back here to wait to see with injuries to the start of the season? Where are you at with the
4: Raiders? Yeah, it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm just waiting for the Raiders to have the same approach at the betting window that you see with the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, I, I think. You know, this year with getting fans back into the stadium, I, I, I certainly think that you may start to see that in terms of the support that uh, the Raiders are going to get over mm. the counter. So, you know, they've certainly been a very popular team, uh, you know, given the market that we're in, uh, in terms of the regular season win total. You know, what we do here at Circus Sports... Uh, as we do a regular win total and then we do an alternate high and an alternate low win total uh, in which you can bet the Raiders, you know, one game above the regular win total, and you can bet them one game below the regular win total. So uh, when you look at it, we open the Raiders 7 over minus 135, uh, and it's been all Raider over action so far, whether that's sharp or recreational money. Uh, As we stand right now, uh, the Raiders' win total is 7.5 over even money, Um, And then when you kind of uh, look at the alternates, uh, the alternate high has been also very, very popular, uh, and we currently stand at 8.5 wins over plus 190, uh, and then the alternate low uh, is 6.5 over minus 195. So certainly similar to what we see with the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, the Raiders have been very, very popular with the betting public thus far, uh, and when you look at the win total market uh, up to this point, uh, it's been all over money.
1: Jeff Benson, finally, can you give us the shortest odds to win the Super Bowl? Is there any big line movement here, or has it been pretty much set in stone here for the last couple of weeks? What do you got?
4: Yeah, fantastic question. Uh, When you look at the the Super Bowl odds, you're essentially looking at the two co-favorites, which would be uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Both teams uh, participated in the Super Bowl last year. When we opened this year's numbers, uh, it's crazy to think but we opened uh, tampa bay in the 12 to 1 range uh, given that they're returning all uh, 22 starters uh that has certainly been a very very popular play and that's driven it all the way down from the 12 to 1 number uh to the 5 to 1 number somewhere in that range where it sits right now uh seeing a little bit of money on the no when we got that low uh, but as we go into this year we'll be looking to fade uh the tampa bay buccaneers that would probably be one of our worst results um, in the futures market up to this point.
1: Jeff, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Congratulations on all the success at Circuit Sports and everything you're doing there. The property's amazing. Every, whenever I come down there with friends, everyone is blown away, and what Derek's doing and his vision in this town is fantastic. We appreciate you coming on.
4: Thanks for having me on, JT. Enjoy the Raider game this weekend. You got
1: it. Thank you. Jeff Benson over at Circuit Sports. And you got to go experience it yourself. It's a tremendous experience. What they've done downtown is incredible. We appreciate him coming on. 888 is not the number. It's 702-365-9200, Bobby. I think I only did that once this week, so we're off to a good start. Here's uh, Steven in New Jersey to wrap up the week. How are you, Steven?
3: Hey, what's going on, JT? <laughs>
1: Doing well. What's happening?
3: Nah, I'm just calling because, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, much respect to what you do, man. I've been listening for a long time. Thank you. And um, yeah, I, I don't plan on getting vaccinated. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. anti-vax vaccination or anything, but you know, I just feel like I don't, I don't need it. I had it. I had COVID mm-hmm. before. I recovered. I feel fine. And um, the whole thing but with you the later, you could get
1: it. You could get it again and spread it. You can get it again and spread it. You know that there's people who are getting COVID with the vaccine still, but it gives you a better chance to stay yeah. out of the hospital and not get really sick. That does that doesn't concern you?
3: I mean. Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, okay. like like I said, maybe I'm not against it, you know. I might okay. get it. I'm not sure. But um as far as with the Raiders thing, it sucks because I, I wanted to take the kids out there catch a game. Um I actually got the tickets to go mm-hmm. see the Raiders and Giants already out here and um right. at MetLife. Hopefully they um they don't start doing that, but I feel like that's the direction it's going and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I'll be out there for that game. I appreciate it. I used to travel with the Raiders all the time and There are some travel restrictions, but I'm trying to go back to the Raiders to see the Giants and maybe one other road game. Speaking of road games, we host every road game from the M. So if you go over to the M, if you're living out in Henderson, you're more familiar with it. If you're living out in Summerlin, anywhere else around town, get familiar with the M, the official hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's where I'll anchor the pre- and post-game shows when the Raiders are on the road, and this is the first road game. At the Rams the following week, after Guns N' Roses, That Sunday, we're back at the M, and then we have some exciting news on what we're going to be doing. I have some exciting news. We have two incredible new partners on this show that we should be announcing next week that are going to blow you away. Blow you away at the level of what we do here on that show. So I can't wait as those deals are wrapping up. And then I got a new podcast with the Raiders, which we're going to announce next week, which is really cool. So cool that I had a conversation today with my best friend in the car with me, and Tom Flores, who called me and thanked me for my role in Canton to be there with his family and MC his, what I call, victory party. It was a victory party for Coach Flores. What a week. I will see you tomorrow at the M. If you're listening in Vegas, come on out and see us for the pre and post. Game is at 7. We'll be on around 5. A lot of events surrounding our first broadcast there. Have a great weekend, everybody. I have a bucket of Modellos on ice. I'm going to drink them all. I feel like I deserve it this week and I'll see you tomorrow on Raider Nation Radio on Compass Media Networks. Have a good night everybody. All right? Take care.